music you listen to says a lot about who you are. In this podcast, we discuss what that music is and how it shapes your life. We talk to normal people with a love for music and people that are in the music industry in one form or another. Either way, we want to know your music story. Welcome to Music Music. Okay, welcome back to Music Musing. Um, kind of taking a turn. We're going to season two, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, we're going to be kind of starting, not a new format. We're still going to talk about music. We're going to get kind of more in depth with people's stories about music. Um, we're going to interview uh, friends. We're going to interview regular people, regular Joes on the street that really care about music. And we're also going to hit some... Um, industry, music industry people up, some musicians, some people that do recording, some people that that uh, carry the musician's bag sometimes. I'm going to try and get whatever I can in here. And I don't necessarily want to talk to the musicians about their music. I want to talk to about music that's influenced them, music that's kind of been their life. What, what, what made them want to play guitar? What made them want to play drums? What made them want to sing in a band? What made them want to, to be the, the mixer of music? And you know, obviously those people are in that industry for a reason. So I want to kind of get the behind the scenes on them and see who they are and what, what music plays in their life, what part of music plays in their life. Um, I've got a, another short series I'm doing on the side that'll be kind of probably version 1.5, um, where I'm discussing some things um, about my father passing and some music that he listened to and kind of going over those. But this is actually technically version two and I'm kicking it off um, with a <laughs> a good friend of mine, Brent Schlenker, who's in the house today. Brent. Yes, hello. And and after that uh, intro to your new thing, I'm like, oh, I wanna I wanna be on all of those other episodes too. <laughs> that that sounds like more fun than this. <laughs> well, I, I so I, I and this is it's kind of a veering away, but it's more because you reached out to me with this idea and you know, the, the, the version one of this podcast was my brother and I talking a lot and it was a lot of ideas that we kind of wanted to weave through different things in music here. I just really want to talk about music, but when you brought this idea to me, I'm like, this is a great conversation piece. And we kind of talked a little bit before we got on that. We didn't know what we were going to say, but I got a lot in my head. I know you probably do too. So <laughs> probably a little too much, you know, I, uh, yeah, I was thinking as I was listening to some of these today, it, wow, we have 10 versions and then the original version. So we got a lot of music to get through. And I know well, we're not going to sit here and listen to all of it, but just to just to discuss each one, I think it's going to be fun. Well, and why don't I'm you, psyched for it. Why don't you start with how you brought the story to me, how you brought what the idea to me? Yes. So um, then this is a really weird sort of personal thing uh, for me is that I get uh, when something like clicks in my head and it sticks, it sticks really hard and it's hard for me to let go. It's like I obsess on the, and it's on the stupidest things. And this is one of those things that, that just all of a sudden I went down the YouTube rabbit hole. Let's just put it that way. And if you, if you, if you want me to go down the whole path of how I got there, I can do that too. But the basic gist of it is, holy crap, eighties metal rock and roll. I'm certain now is coming back. It's, and I, it probably has been for a oh, while and no. it's going to be awesome. 
And as soon as I heard a few of these covers of this old, this classic eighties tune, I was like, okay, this is, this is what I want to talk about. And I want all of this. Wow. Um, (laughs) So what he's talking about is a, an obscure, not really obscure. It was pretty big hit, but really a one hit wonder for them. A song by Roxette called The Look. Everybody knows this song. If you've listened to this podcast, you've probably heard this song at one point in time in your life or another. So a one-hit wonder in the U.S., but they right. were a huge hit right. in Sweden yep. and the the whole European thing, Australia and all that. They topped all the charts with and other songs. They didn't even want to put this song out in America. They didn't think right. that it was going to hit well in America. And when they did, it was just it just blew the charts away. But in America, true, we didn't, we never heard anything from them after. Um, but the rabbit hole that you went down, which you drug me down to, I'm not sure I'm happy about this whole process, but um, was basically we kind of set up parameters of anything pre 1989 that was a song and then covered by anything after that point in time. And, and I and I I tried to lean you towards metal, like let's do just metal versions of great classic so, songs. So <laughs> it seemed like this one was the only thing that got covered by was metal or rock or I, there was a couple lame ones out there that weren't really rock. But man, everybody wants to turn. The, I'm I'm not going to get into my side of the story yet. I'll hold off on that. <laughs> um, what we want everybody listening to do is to go out and find the look by Roxette. Find it on YouTube, whatever, Spotify, if you pay for it. We're going to pause for a second. You can pause the the um, podcast, pause it, go listen to the original. Don't find one of the covers yet. We're going to talk about those. Go find the cover. So we're going to pause just a second and let you do that. Okay, wow. So that's a, a pop song. It, yeah, <laughs> and it's it, I can remember, so... I, it might be a good time. I don't remember specifically the very first time I heard the song, but I do very distinctly remember I'm, I'm a, I'm a, um, a, a melody, like an, like a hook kind of guy when I'm okay. listening to music always have been for some weird reason. It, any, I'm a sucker for a good hook, a good line, a, a good groove as basically the only way I can describe it. But anything that's got a good driving groove, it, it dials me in. I, I wasn't a huge pop fan or anything like that in the eighties, but every once in a while, you know, you'd hear it because you're at parties or whatever. And there's, yeah. you know, nobody's playing rush back then, unless you're right. going to a very unique party, right. <laughs> you know, that's a, a whole nother podcast. Building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I just remember hearing it going, damn, that's, yeah, I, I like that. And it was embarrassing because as a rock dude, <laughs> You can't tell your buddies, you know, hey, have you heard the rock set? <laughs> I, know that- <laughs> I, I feel the same way about Gin Blossoms. I, I, It's one of those things that I heard a song come on the radio by them. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. Oh, no, I can't like that. That's that's not really rock. <laughs> it's way that's, outside the box. Yeah, it's too outside the box. But I think that's part of what I'm doing with the podcast, though, too, is I'm, I'm really exercising that 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 box emptying at this point, jumping out of that box and kind of listening to different stuff. And when you hit me up with this, I'm like, yeah, I know the song. I that's it's an instant. I know that song. And yeah. you said you're drawn to the melody. That's one of the rare songs I am actually drawn to the singing in. Well, no. Yeah. So I, when I say melody, I didn't really mean that. I just, I wanted to say hook, but then I thought I, if I said, 
I'm kind of a hook guy. It's yeah. what sounded kind of weird. So I was, I came up with melody instead, but it's totally wrong. Like, Cause I'm not a lyrics guy either. That's my thing is I, I'm a guitar guys and a driving rhythm beat listener. When it comes to tunes, I could care less about lyrics most of the time. Well, and, and, and I will echo that, but this one is a song that I kind of find as being catchy because I want to sing along with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's got that too. So, so yeah. here's the funny story. I don't know how much of that, um, the Wikipedia article you read, or if you, when you were going down the rabbit hole, if you watched the video of how the album was made and all that kind of stuff. It's a really um, good video. Very good yeah. video. It was super interesting. And, um, he was trying to learn how to program an early synthesizer yep. and that's, it's that 16th note rhythm that he was just, he was trying to keep it simple. And he just started with that. He was just trying to figure out how to code that. And then he just needed some lyrics to put in. And as the story goes, as he tells it, they just wrote down a bunch of what he called guide lyrics where they just, he just made up a bunch of words and a bunch of phrases that just kind of fit a pattern and matched and kind of rhymed. And that's it. And it specifically made no sense because it wasn't ever supposed to be recorded. Yeah. The the way that they ended up writing it. And honestly, personally, I was in a local band for a while and we wrote original songs. We did that a lot. We would do that. He would, the, the singer would just almost mouth things that weren't even words sometimes just to get to the flow of what a sentence would sound like over a verse or a chorus. So it's not uncommon to do that, but man, then to take some of that and actually throw that into the song, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and it made more sense to me after reading that. The first thing that came to my mind was, oh, the na 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 part is like, yeah, they couldn't come up with words. So they're like, let's just na 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 this part. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, what the rabbit hole was is covers of this song. And uh, oh my, there are <laughs> some the, covers of exactly this song. That's exactly the response I was looking for. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> oh my. Um, so. <laughs> So honestly, and to kind of circle back to what we started with, I think that this is honestly it, it, that everybody wants to make this a rock song or a metal song. Everybody wants to turn this into something that is metal. And, uh, I, you know, I would say that probably, uh, you know, I think total, did we actually end up with just total 10? There were covers, there were actual covers. 10, okay. 10 plus the original is what yeah. I've got in the playlist. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so, a couple of them I wanted to throw out that you added. I, I absolutely thought they weren't necessary, <laughs> but I thought perhaps they could end, lend a, a, a break in the seriousness or, or semi-seriousness you know of the conversation. Let's start right there then. Which ones did you throw out and why? I, well, see, so... I'm, I'm just also, curious. I, yeah, I know. Well, I wouldn't throw them out, so maybe I'm being a little bit harsh. But <laughs> you, well, if you, if you didn't think they fit the idea of what you were looking at for this, I'm just kind of curious because I want to I want to riff off that. Yeah. So, um, so the one that you sent, um, it just sounded like a woman was trying to make a. Um, she's a professional vocalist. She's had way too many years of professional training. And she's trying to make herself a cover reel to get a job to front a rock band or uh, maybe to be on a boat cruise band or something. I don't know. Uh, looking for her big break in Vegas or something like that. I don't know. Because 
it just like <laughs> from the get go, I just wanted to throw up. It just was so not right. I, I'm looking at we, we shared a Google sheet back and forth and kind of put notes on it. I see which one it is now. It just says no, <laughs> just no. Stop this one right now. Uh, it's it's Minivia, Miniva, M I N N I V A, featuring uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce her name, Swedish something like that, which I thought was kind of interesting because it was, you know, a, a lot of these bands were kind of American bands that have kind of done that, but there was a couple of them that were noticeably yep. uh, from either Sweden or or somewhere in that in the same kind of era area where there was. Yeah, look I would written. say actually most of them are non English speaking. Oh, really? They're, they're, they're English as a second language bands. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's a couple of them I recognize that are here, but the other ones you're right. I don't recognize what they are. So no, you can tell just by hearing them sing. They, well. You, they one of the main speak ones. A lick of English. If you met yeah. them in a bar, they wouldn't be able to talk to you. <laughs> one of the main ones that it, this um, uh, Leo, uh, I'm, I'm going to slaughter his name. I will put links to all this stuff, by the way, in the notes. So uh, Leo Machiavello, he does metal covers of songs um, himself, like he does all the instruments and stuff. An amazing dude. I, I love watching his YouTube videos. He's done a lot of really good covers. He did a version of this as well. But again, I think you're right. I think I don't think he actually speaks English as a as a first language as well. But. Yeah, but I, I will say since we're already on him, one of my personal favorites. I mean, I think yeah. that guy's got that guy's got skills, man. He, I mean, he's so he is one of those guys that I would love to either watch the video without the audio on or listen to the audio without the video on. Because his antics sometimes are really cool and fun to watch, but they just don't mix this with the song sometimes. It's like, dude, I know you're trying to make this a metal song. I love it, but I, I don't need to see you smiling and throwing you know stuffed animals around the room or stuff like that. Just, just, <laughs> well, you know. So maybe that's why I had a more positive uh, reaction to it, because when you first sent it to me, the yeah. first place I went to look for it was on Spotify. So I didn't see the video. I didn't. Oh, did you please tell me you watched the video though? Oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But that made me like it even more because I like, you know, I, he's got personality and yes. you can see after hearing the song and after totally getting connected to the tune and the whole vibe of the tune, then going back and watching him like perform it and creating his video, you can, you start, and then you compare that to some of those other videos, you now know why certain bands have this thing that people can't put their finger on it, and it, and it's, and they, all they can call it is energy. Yeah. Right. I mean, yep. you've heard this a gazillion times. It's like, yep. I heard that album and it was kind of lame, but I saw them live in concert and holy shit, yeah. they, they're, yeah. they, they crushed it. Yeah. It's that uh, um, kind of feeling. I, I have I have felt that way and the opposite with some bands. I've some yeah, felt that, true. you know, I get an album that's amazing. But he, you're right. He is really the whole package. But I think if I was to go into it like you did, where I'm just listening to the song and listening to the cover that he's put together and then went and watched the video, I probably would have a better... Uh, I don't want to say attitude towards it because I still like it. It's not that I don't, that I hate it. I just, they don't mix for me sometimes. Like, I don't yeah. know if you've seen, if you've went down his rabbit hole, but uh, he does a, a cover. Bit. He does a cover with, um, I can't think of the girl's name now, but of uh, Sultans of Swing. And it is amazing. It is so good. Um, and again, just watching it but the interaction between those two is really cool it almost tells kind of a story this one kind of just jumped right into it and i you know again i it, it's antics and he is talented he's extremely talented 
but uh i would say that's probably though that's probably i don't know that and the um the let me find what the the ocean drive one i really liked quite a bit as far as the video goes the ocean drive was one on the one with where they're doing the um the motorcycle jumping the, oh, the, yeah, the yeah, dirt yeah. bike jumping and stuff um, yeah, I was a little distracted by all that because I was annoyed by the song. But we, we really, can... okay, so that that's, must be number two on your list. So uh, let's see what your note. What 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 he's? Uh, I was hoping for something a little more clever. Um, okay, so you're talking uh, about wait, music. Wait, no, I don't know if that was the right one that I was thinking of. So, uh, Grupa. No, that's Group not was, the one. Ocean Drive, I think, is the one you're talking that that yeah, we're yeah, talking okay, about. I'm, uh, looking right Maybe. Now. Maybe I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, no, that is the one. Yeah, I was, I was bothered by the mix. I didn't okay. like. That's what kind of bugged me about it. And you were right. I, I'm not sure if this was the one, but um, it did feel like they just didn't do anything unique. When I'm thinking about a cover, and when I get moved by a cover tune, I, I like that fine line that people have to straddle on a cover tune because you don't yeah. want to make it so unique that people can't recognize it, but you want to put your stamp on it somewhere. Yeah. And it just didn't feel to me like they put in much effort to, to stamp. It was just straight ahead, yeah. just rock heavy from beginning to end. Not a whole heck of a lot of variety. Um, and it just, and it did the mix felt, and I'm again, I, so I am not an engineer. Let me just put this out there. I, I barely played in a garage band for more than a dozen weekends in a row. Um, but I, and I have total respect for people who do it and, and record their own music and all that kind of stuff. Totally mad props to anybody who sets their mind to doing this. So I don't want to, I don't want anybody to feel like I'm, you know, crushing them or anything like that. Um, but it just, it, after listening to so many of these in a row, the same song, you start to listen to other elements of it. And one you of do. those is just big right time. mix, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Big so time. Is, so this one just sounded like flat or almost too even across. It was like they, they, it was like they dropped it into level later and we we're like, okay, cool. The levels are great. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And just, they just topped everything off. And I think that's, you know, if you, if you look at, I actually noted in there that it sounded like really early 2000s emo type stuff, like some 41 or disturbs kind of what it made me feel like. And that music is like that. If you listen to that type of music, that some 41 type music, the guitars okay. are distorted, but they're not overdriven. Same way with disturb, you know, you get a really clean distorted sound and that sounds weird, but it's, it's, Oh no, I totally get it. Yeah. yeah. So I agree with you on that part of it. I just, I felt that that, and, and ooh, let me circle back to the first part you started with that though. So people that do covers that make them sound exactly the same are, are on the bottom of my list. They, I, there's no other way of putting it other than, and honestly, I love Weezer, but they are the, 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 the worst at that. They are the worst, they're the worst offenders at making a song sound almost like the original, like really close to the original. And then what did you do? Why, why did you do that? Why did you even bother covering the song at that point? And I yeah. know the word cover says you're playing the song. Okay. But make it your own, make right. it what you, what your band is. So, well, I think just, just in the fact that these, they, they took a pop song, like, and yeah. you could even go so far as to say a pop rock song. Yep. Um, and, and these guys, most of these people were turning it to metal. I think a lot of them just felt like, yeah, we've done enough. We've, we've totally changed the original, but 
in a situation like this where so many rock bands, metal bands, wherever you draw that line are, are doing covers, you really do have to do a little something extra to make it pop and stand right. out. Yeah, that's that's a good point, especially with a song that's been covered multiple times. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so let, let's look at where it sits in time. So it was in 1988. It was released, um, brought to the States in 89. That's the tail end of of hair metal. It's moving in, you know, grunge is kind of starting to take over. And that early, you know, 90s, 93, 94 sound of Creed and stuff is starting to come in, sneak in and change the even grunge over to something different. So pop was pretty big at that point because it was kind of filling the void. Yeah, I would say they were they were like the new wave. They were riding yep. the ends of the new wave vibe, right? Exactly. Back in those days, yeah, like Joy Division and um, oh, I'm gonna throw a couple more out. This uh, that we're doing riding that new wave. Um, even some oh. of the early like B52 stuff was a little bit new wave. Maybe even the early REM. You know, kind of their early albums were that pop synth rock mix up type of stuff. Yeah, um, well, it's like it's like they come up with a really cool groove, a really cool probably rock song but then a producer says let's pop it up a little bit yep. and make it a little bit more radio friendly yeah you know and and that's what i love about this whole doing this whole thing it's like it's like a bunch of metal guys were like no we're gonna take that kick-ass yeah. song and we're gonna we're gonna own it again and you producers can suck it don't stop so, making it radio ready <laughs> and that's exactly the attitude i was going for with this is i think you've you've hit the nail exactly on the head what i with what i was thinking about it it's nice that these bands have looked at that song and said, okay, this is something that we didn't want to be pop at the time. And you've got that time frame now. You've got from 89 till now of all that span of time that those rock bands can say, we don't want to do this song like this anymore. It's been played to death. Everybody knows this song. It's a pop song. We're going to do what we want with it and, and change it over. And I think that, you know, there's one on here that I can't wait to get to because you and I are just going to butt heads like 100% on it <laughs> at this point. But, but I think that's, that, that is what makes me kind of happy about all the covers that we listen to is each one of them, even though they had, you know, issues here and there, you either had issues with it or I did, they still mostly made it their own. Yeah. Um, they still mostly took the, the, <laughs> the na 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 nas is, it's such a throwback to like fifties type, you know, that fifties type sound where they, they put that in a lot of songs yep. that it was so, I think that there's three parts of the song that I, I really wanted to hear every time I listened to one. And that was the first part was how did they handle the na 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 nas? Did they have a female come in and do it? Did they have, did they, did, did they do a duet? Did they drop them completely? Nobody dropped them. Everybody kept them in. Well, if no, I was not, not all of them. Not did all I miss one that didn't? No, no. A couple of them actually have no, they may have the backing vocals, but it's a guy or it's the lead right. singer echoing himself. It's right. not a girl. Okay. So, but they still say na, na, na. Oh yeah, them, yeah, yeah, yeah. None of them dropped it out, which none for me, for me as a band, <laughs> I would have found any other way than either forcing my singer to do it or singing it myself and saying that. That I don't know. I've there's probably a count somewhere of how many times they say nah in the song, but I'm not gonna look it up. I don't care. Um, but I, I would never put a singer through that because it, 
because if I was playing in a band, I'd be in a rock band. So we wouldn't want to do that. So uh, my cover version wouldn't have the na na nas in it. You totally skipped that because that's what people love. You you said you like singing along to it, but that's the part that people sing along to. I don't care. The, the rhythm's still there. I, yeah, it's so, I, I thought it was very interesting though that, that none of them veered away from it. None of the, I, yeah. Because as a as a hard rock guy who's really kind of stuck in that groove, I really didn't feel it took away from the songs even though they were metaled up or rocked up that they, that they left those in there. I, I kind of thought, and again, I would love to hear a cover that doesn't have it just to see, maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe it would t- really take away from the, the heart of the song. But I, I, I have, I was so surprised that that, that was one of the three things that they left in there All right. um, that I was kind of shocked. What are the other two? Okay. So the other one is the solo. And, you know, when you're talking about the eighties and you're talking about the technology they had, you're right. He was really playing more with the, the backbeat and the, the machine that he was working with. And I think the solo really. It was very lackluster in the original song. It was enough oh, yeah. to, to hold a solo spot. They were being formulaic, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, solo, you know, and kind of drop out and then bring in the solo. And and it was really interesting to see how each one of these bands handled that solo. Yeah. Um, th- there was one, I even noted it somewhere. I got to figure out which one it is. Um, which one was it? Uh, da, 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 da. Well, you really liked the guitar solo in the one yeah. with the girl that I hated. Yeah, I know. Because it, it came in and it was like, oh, well, this is a nice breath of fresh air. And it, you're right, though. It was just like she was trying to hire a band just to get her, you know, vocal roll tape to get out there so she could, you know, get hired somewhere. But the, the solo was actually really good. There was another one I had. Um, uh, was, there's another one I put in there that was actually a really good solo at the end of it. So we were talking about that, that Maniva one that I did like the solo. And the other one was. You have a note here that says solo isn't bad, not too long for the Age of Days version. Yeah, yeah. The Age of Days version was the other one. Yeah. And it was um, it was very tasteful. Like, I think, and the one we're going to go to, we're going to get to the song in a few minutes. and We're going to go back and forth. With it. That <laughs> one was just like, ah. Oh. The solo was pain, and there's um one of them. The solo didn't even sound like it was the same song. The so Age of Days is the one that I said I liked. It was very tasteful solo. They got to that point, and the whole song you really couldn't tell. That one was a lot more techno, techno too. It really leaned a lot more to that the roots at that point of that particular song, the Age of Days version. And I did like the solo. It was very short. Was it was very tasteful. It was kind of a throwback to the original song, but yeah. but the Killus, K-I-L-L-U-S, Killus? Yeah, and I would I would say that's probably the heaviest. Like the, that's like when I'm thinking dark, like Norwegian, is that where it's all from? The dark death metal where it all comes from in that sort of northern European yeah. uh, metal world? Even even like towards the German, you know, German. Ah, uh, yes. There you go. Yeah. yeah, I was... That was a little much. That was, that was, it was a lot. It was. And I, I even I even was negotiating with myself as to whether or not to even include it in the first list I sent to you. Because I, <laughs> I thought, maybe this is just going a little too far. But then I thought, no, it's a good little bit of variety. So, yeah. you know. And that's yeah, why, and I think that's why I included the one of the girl who was kind of doing her roll tape. Because I, I, I didn't, 
I wanted to hear what everybody's take was on it. And I think, again, this is, we're circling around right back to the beginning. This is exactly why I wanted to have this conversation. I wanted to talk through these things Yeah, because it's such a great idea. You well, know, and, and, the, and the funny thing is, so as an aside, let me just interrupt yeah, you here real sure. quickly. Go ahead. I don't have anybody to have these conversations with, <laughs> oddly enough, especially during these COVID times. Yeah. You know, it, it's like uh, when I get into one of these obsessive moments where I'm working through all this stuff, I'm just doing it all inside my own head and I'm listening to these tunes over and over and over and over again. And I tried to have the conversation with my daughter, who's a really huge Taylor Swift fan. And God bless her. She sat in the car and she engaged fully and she listened to me. And she even sang the na 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 parts because oh, she was it's hilarious. She's a good daughter. So. <laughs> I love creating a music musing podcast. It lets me see how music affects people in different ways. We're always looking for interesting guests, so if you know someone in the music industry or someone who really has a great music-related story, reach out to us at musicmusingfeedback at gmail.com. This podcast is produced out of my pocket, so if you want to help with that process, we also have a Patreon at patreon forward slash musicmusing. You can join for as little as a dollar a month, and we have some cool behind-the-scenes pictures and stories and even a sticker. You could even co-host a show idea that you have rolling around in your head. And lastly, please leave us a great review on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on. It helps us reach out to more people who may enjoy these conversations. Thank you for your time and back to the Music Music Podcast. So, all right, so back back to it. Where You had a third thing. You had, you had three well, things. Well, technically it's three and a half, so I'll oh. give you the half one. So the half one is is there was a couple of the songs. There's a Candlelight Red was one of the versions that did it. And they did a timing change. They actually cut the drums in half. Um, I think the first one, I think both of them actually did it on the second verse after the chorus. I dug that. Yeah, I did too. I, I was, it was a nice little change up. It wasn't enough to make it theirs, but it was a nice little change up. The group of three one was the same way. It did just a, a measure. I think uh, the candlelight red one actually did it a little bit longer in the song. But the group of mm. red one did it as well. And I really enjoyed that. So that's kind of the half that I was looking for was that change up of something. Yeah. Um, something structural you... that they would shift, right? Yeah. Something. Yeah, like exactly. Not just, oh, let's use a different sound or let's, you know, use a different thing. But let's like change the song a little bit, but not a lot. And I so think the that, that rhythm I, was part of it. I, I, I really want you to... <laughs> I really want you to tell me what your comments are on the the Grupa. The the Grupa one. I'm interested with that. You only saw okay, only three guys thinking no way. What, was that the three guys in yeah. the room? Yeah. So so after listening to all of these other songs, just in case everybody's wondering, I only had about uh six or so of um different versions and mixes mm -hmm. and few days ago well, a week ago i guess yeah. um yeah craig sent me uh he added to my spreadsheet that i started and he added a few more to it so i actually just listened to the host today okay uh for the first time and so when i was listening to the group one and and they're all on youtube so it was a totally different experience and i tried to log that in my mind as i'm thinking through this i'm like okay i'm getting a visual and an auditory listen so that's could skew me a little bit and in this particular song it totally did 
because I saw three guys and I'm like, no way it's going to be like, it's going to sound like three guys in a room Ah, and it's going to, it's going to sound light. It's not going to sound like full and thick and like everything else I'd been listening to. Yeah. Super produced. But then the, the guitar player who is the lead singer kicks in and it was like, yeah, oh, I know. Shit, that, right? That's what I. That's where I thought you were going with it, but I just want to be sure because, man, I was like, "This is really good for for." He, yeah. So <laughs> from a very very clean but rock, but being able to to play the groove and sing and to sing as well as he does too, yes. right? Yeah. Though he was not. This guy's got chops for sure. He can sing, sing like crazy. And I tried to listen really hard to see if there was any sort of like auto tuning or anything like that. Cause a lot of people that you first listen to when you first hear them on their albums or whatever, they sound spot on, but then you hear them live in concert and you're like, oh, you can't sing. Wow. <laughs> Everyone, you know, everyone's either a little flat or a little sharp and it drives me crazy. And he sounds like, and maybe the technology is just so good. He sounds like he's just, just like he could do this live and sound like that. Yeah, and I don't exactly. think everybody can. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that's what I want to make sure because you you put that in there. I wanted didn't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing, so I wanted to make sure that, that I got your input. You're on right, that. yeah, because my first line was I wanted to not like this. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as Did as you? soon as I saw the visual, I was like, ah, oh, geez, you're gonna make me listen to this. And like, dang it, okay, I'll listen to the whole thing. But as soon as they kicked in, I was like, oh, crushed it. I, had, I of course, of course, I'm thinking to myself, I'm making up all the bass player jokes as uh, <laughs> as I'm watching it yes. because. Every bass player joke applies. Yes, it did. <laughs> um, so l- let me get to my last thing and then we'll talk okay. about uh, one more aspect. But okay, so the last thing is the pause at the end. So the original song has a full measure pause after they do the breakdown and come back in and do another staggered type of chorus. They have a pause. It is a yep. four beat whole measure pause. Nobody put the pause in there or if they did it was a, a beat or maybe two or they ended the song where the pause was but yeah one of them, which one was it one of them ended the song there's a couple nice that did that i think the, actually the, i think it was it might have been right. candlelight red yeah, it was it? candlelight red candlelight red's one of them they just ended at the pause i'm like what I mean, yeah. yeah, And you wrote age of days. You said no pause. Yeah. Nobody gave the pause. Animal drive gave no pause. Yeah. No, nobody put. And um, like I said, the ones that did either did it for a, just a single beat or for two beats and then come back right back in. And I I love it. So that the thing that I thought was kind of cool, the folks that did it, I liked the swell. One of them had like a really nice dramatic swell where they, they dropped everything off, but there was still something there. And it's, it swelled over those four beats and then they came in with it again, which I thought was really kind of cool. Yeah. Which is okay because they did still technically not sing, but so I'm a sucker for that dropout. I am a sucker for a dropout (laughs) in any song. So when you leave that pause and you know, okay, a little insight to you and to you and I's relationship we're both learning and development people. We're both trainers by, by nature. This is what we do. One of the things that I was told by a trainer when I started learning how to train in a classroom was let shut up. If you're going to give them a pause and you're going to wait for somebody to answer, 
Don't just jump in and help them. Let the pause go. Make it a pause really long. If they're going to sit there and wait, let them sit there and wait. That pause adds so much emphasis to the end of that song, that last comeback chorus, that that's, I th- almost makes the song for me. It almost, I almost am waiting for that part just so I can enjoy the, that last part of the song. So you were disappointed by eight of the 10 songs. Yes, I was disappointed <laughs> for that aspect of eight of the 10 of those songs. Um, yeah, I just, it, it, it was one of those things that when you talk about the key elements of a song and, you know, we're, let's get really technical. When you talk about the key elements of a song, when you're writing a song, if that is part of the song that you're covering, that's almost an iconic piece of that song. Oh, yeah. Um, let me think of another song. I'm going to do this totally off the top of my head. I should have made notes or something on this. Um, uh, it's a long way to the top of the rock. If you rock, want to rock and roll by ACDC, there are bagpipes in that song. If you yep. cover that song, you don't put bagpipes in that song. That's an iconic piece of that song. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're not Give doing it, it justice. And, <laughs> and you're not asking for a lot. You're asking for four beats to be nothing. And that's really all you're asking for in this song. And I was very let down that nobody did that. No, nobody dropped the silence in nobody there. Yeah, everybody, the everybody wants to play. Well, now, now I'm going to have to go back and, and listen to them more, more heavily because, um, yeah, I think, uh, so my my initial take and just kind of thinking this through a little bit while you're talking about that is that some of them had, um, it felt like anyways, a much longer break and it just kind of felt like they felt like they just needed to end it. They just didn't want to do a to full on another nana, nana, yep. outro. They probably felt like you do about the nana, nas. So they're like, listen, yep. this will be cool. Let's just end it right where people normally break. <laughs> and I actually have probably more respect for that than I do the ones that skip over it. In fact, some of them didn't even, do, you know, do the break at all. There was zero pause. It went. Yeah, they just went uh, right into yep, it. Yeah. The Aliona one just was, you know, straight across it. So, um, yeah, so, that one. So, yeah. Well, since you mentioned that one. Sure. It, 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 <laughs> it, um, I don't want to take the edge of seriousness off of our fantastic conversation. Oh, right, right. But, <laughs> Drag but, us out of seriousness. Uh, but I thought the vocals were fantastic. And again, they it were. was another one of those where it was a super highlight of her skills as a singer. They did a much better job of layering and even adding uh, you know, additional layers to um, to the harmonies and whatnot, yeah. which I thought was absolutely beautiful. Um, and then they did it really, really well. And it just, it just sounded fantastic. The, the, the vocals all the way across, like I could have listened to the whole thing, just listening to the vocals and how they yes. treated it and not cared about the fact that the rest of it seemed like it was just a backing track that they bought off of a yeah. website somewhere. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, I think if you, if, if you would have taken any of these other nine bands, and put their music with those vocals, I would have been really excited. In fact, yeah. I wish I could do that. I wonder if you can just pull those off and match oh, those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even the, the visuals were pretty cool because he actually took the visuals of all the oh. layers and put yeah. them on the screen. I really kind of enjoyed that quite a bit. So yeah, yeah, well, that was cool. And I, and I, <laughs> Go ahead. I just, I just had to comment when I hit this part, I was laughing so hard. I could not stop myself. It, this is the, the struggle with English as a second language um, bands that think they know the lyrics and they don't, or they do know the lyrics, but just the accent sort yes. of gets in the way. 
And if you listen to, I think the line is fire in the eyes. Yes. And I, I, like, I dare you to not ever listen to the song ever again after you hear her sing that line. It's This is the Alione one. A-L-Y-O-N-A. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same thing. Um, I, I listened to it because I was listening to it really for the, the, the vocal layers. And then when I saw that note, I went back and listened to it again. I'm like, Oh man, I can't hear this song now without <laughs> hearing <laughs> that. Cause you're 100% correct. It's exactly <laughs> what it was. Well, it's, and I hate, and I hate to like, I, no. I really do hate to make fun of people and especially the attempt and doing it. They just fire vocal arrangement, fantastic yeah. singer. It just, my ear just caught that. I'm sure people who uh, have, you know, I don't even know where she's from, but whatever her original language is, they probably all got it and it was no big deal. But to yep. a native English speaker, that's the way it came across to me. And so that just so people know, I'm, it's, it struck my funny bone, but I am in no way using that as a uh, trying to de degrade it at all. It's just, it's one of those funny quirks. I'm sure if I tried to learn your language, I would butcher phrases uh, as well. And you would all laugh at me. And so <laughs> that's my, that, uh, uh, it's, it's my attempt at trying to be humble at all of this sort of critiquing of other people's music. Well, but let's take let's kind of go on, onto onto a tangent with that because he he layered the vocals really well. How did you feel about the ones that didn't use? So Roxette was a duet; it was a guy mm -hmm. and a, a girl. How did you feel about the ones that didn't use a female voice to to back things? I was a little disappointed. I'll be honest. Really? I yeah. I mean, I, so don't get me wrong. I'll still listen to a couple of these, like on on my regular listening track for sure that don't have the female voice. So I, I still totally love the tune, but just that sort of nostalgic sense, because that's what kind of made it for me because back in the day, there was not a heck of a lot of that going on, not in the rock right. space. I mean, you, no. you had stuff like Fleetwood Mac and, you know, just old classic rock stuff has fantastic vocal arrangements and whatnot. Yep. But when you got into the hair metal days, of the eighties, there just wasn't a lot of it. So to hear the, you know, the, the male voice and then having that and, and have it be such a powerful, it's not just somebody singing backup, right. And echoing, right. it's a, an extremely powerful part of the song. Yeah. It's and, a trade-off. It, it, like you said, like the, like you were talking about the, the thing that puts the stamp on a song, it's her. Like, yeah, it's, it's not him. It's her. Yeah, exactly. And it's not, you're right. It's not just backing vocals. They're, they're trading off lyrics in that song. They're, yeah, they're, sure. they're, yeah, they're so, the, and they're, then they're harmonizing with each other. And I think the only thing you could probably drag into metal from that would be close my eyes forever with Lita Ford and Ozzy. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's about as close as you could maybe get to something that's metal crossover like that. I, wait a minute. There was a, uh, the one from the girl from Evanescence did a co uh, did a song with um uh, I can't think of the name of the song now with one of the rock guys bands I can't think of their name I'll, I'll get that song I'll post it in the the, the show notes but um, yeah but that was the band I was gonna name next I was like you know there's a lot of female fronted metal bands these yep. days yeah and 
and it, to kind of take the conversation full circle a little bit, um, that's actually how I originally went down this rabbit hole. I started following a, um, a singer in a band called Butcher Babies, and I was mostly just intrigued by the name because I'm like, this is just fantastic. How can I not follow a band called this? And then uh, it's two lead singers, two female lead singers. And then I saw some of their videos and they're just amazing entertainers. And it just looks like they just absolutely love what they do. And I love that. I, I love people just getting out there and doing their thing and just loving every minute of it. And it's not ever that you see girls up there just just yep. getting insane with really good metal. You just, you just never see it. I mean, nowadays it's starting to become more common, right? And all of that. But anyways, she, she posted something saying, Hey, I've been you know gone or something. I was in LA or whatever. I was watching her following an Instagram and it just happened to pop up. And she was like, Hey, check out this new um, song that my friends just released. I'm doing the backups for it. I think you guys will love it. So I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? And that's when, that's when I went and I found the band, and I was like, oh, damn, I love this. And that's yeah. when I went down the rabbit hole. So, and that rabbit hole is still going. It sounds like <laughs> <laughs> it still is. Yeah, for sure. But I, but I will say too, to uh, um, I don't know how long you want to keep this or how short you want to keep hey, this we'll, conversation. We'll just keep going. But, yeah. Okay. Cool. Because no. there is, um, like the go ahead. So when I started listening to them, one of the things that struck me was the um, animal drive. And I kept getting the two mixed up originally. When I first started going down this rabbit hole, I kept thinking I was listening to Heidi Shepard's version with Age of Days, but I was really listening to Animal Drive. And once I figured it out, once I was actually looking at my Spotify and seeing what was playing, I was like, well, wait a minute, who's that? Yeah. And that's when I looked up that band on youtube and found that it was featuring and i'm gonna butcher her name but rosa lari chiuda yep she's a canadian and uh so that's that's when i started putting that together so i was like oh that's interesting uh, um, and i well, and i started trying to think it through a little bit and then the other sort of thing you mentioned i thought it was hilarious because you were just spot on with it is, oh, are we? Is it time for us to get to the one that you hate? I was just going to say you're already on it. We might as well just go ahead and talk about. It. <laughs> Let's just roll with it. Wow. <laughs> I you, maybe I have a different reminiscence of what '80s hair metal was that than you do, but the Animal Drive one was. I. It was so. Look, if their whole idea was to make every song that they write sound exactly like one of the bands from 1982 or 83, a la Motley Crue, Cinderella, Poison, and make every song sound like that. They were spot on. That were, It was perfect. It was 100% perfect. I hated well, they, it. Yeah. Well, they did. They, they crushed it. And I can remember the, so the very oh, first God. time I heard it, I remember thinking to myself, this is so 80s, like literally every phrase, every new phrase of the every, song. Every I lick, could, I, every, every lick, drum beat, every verse. Yes, everything. God. I could totally connect it with 
a band or another song or yep. something from the eighties that just totally struck me. And it I, was I, like, I'm, I'm sentimental that way. So that's probably why I liked it so much. It was like, it was like winger and warrant and <laughs> Motley crew and everything just thrown all into one big bucket mixed up and just poured out with over top of an eighties, 88, 1988 pop rock song. I mean, so, so, yeah. So, so put it into this context. Okay. okay. The name of the album is back to the roots. No, I, I okay. So I, right? I, like I said, there, so there's a couple bands out there that, that have done this in the past. Um, is it Steel Tiger? No, is that the, that's from the one from the movie. Well, there's a real band out there that kind of does 80s um, sounding rock stuff and they do a pretty good job. These guys are king. I mean, they're they are 100% king at turning whatever they're writing. And I did listen to a little, to a little bit of the album. It, it is, you could honestly have released this album in 1984 or 1985 and it would have fit and people would have bought this album right then. Yeah. Right now, it, it just feels kitsch to me. It feels like they're they're trying too hard. Now for this <laughs> song, it wasn't so bad, but some of the other stuff I listened to the album were like, wow, I you know, yeah. 25 years I, ago, I, I would have loved this. Yeah, I so I would say definitely. I you haven't loved listened it. to all the rest of the songs and but, have not been quite as engaged with the rest of their cover tunes. But uh, but this is your favorite, right? This is your was, favorite of all of them. Ah, I go back and forth because it's okay. a mood thing for me, right? Like, okay, I, there was a moment where I thought I didn't like. I totally went bleh on the Killis one, but yeah. there there are times where I'm listening to the Killis one and I'm like, yeah, these guys, these guys are. You know, they're different and they're doing their thing. And they, I think, um, I'm trying to think if, was it Killis that had the interesting breakdown or was yeah. that Leo's? Yep. No, it was Killis. Yeah. Cause I even noted it in mine that the breakdown is really good, but I the, love that. The, yeah. the, the, the solo basically went into a different song. Like when the solo started oh, on yeah, that one, totally. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is a metal song. This is a new wave metal song. I, I can get into this. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm in the same song anymore. Yeah. But the breakdown was really good on this song. I would say that of all the ones we've listened to that, that weren't like way out there of making it their own. This is one of the bands that actually made it their own. If you yeah. go back to that animal drive, they made it their own, but they made it their own from 1984. Right. Um, and I Killis think they were trying to though. Right. And I think that's, yeah. I think that's the thing that really did hook me because those those first two songs, obviously, like I said, that was the age of days mm -hmm. that hit me first. And then when I was YouTubing it or when it came up in Spotify, Animal Drive just sort of came up next in my list. And that was just yeah. the next one I listened to. So it was those two that I was pretty much listening to on repeat when I first started thinking this through and thinking, God, this would be so cool to do a, a podcast with Craig on this, <laughs> uh, you know, but it I'm was, glad you brought it to me, yeah, but it was like, so it was those two for sure. And the thing that I liked about it was it was my first introduction to something that had been in my head since the nineties, right? Like how can we get songs that were really awesome but just heavy them up a notch, you know, yeah. make them a little bit more into my genre and what I, what I like and what I can get into. And this scratched that itch. Both of them did. So, so I'll transition that into, this is the, we, we, our original, your original idea was like, I've got five songs. I'm ready. I got all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to tell you all these. I'm, I'm like, well, hold on. I think I, get, I need to sneak one in there too. 
So I'm going to give everybody a little insight and you haven't heard this yet. So I, I purposely didn't spring this on you on what the next song is going to be. Um, oh, no. I actually toyed with a couple songs. I actually had a song that we were going to do next and do the same you know, treatment for. And then I nixed it. And I'm going to put that off till later because there's not a lot of covers out there. And I like the song, but the covers are mediocre. One of them is really way out there. But yeah, I, I did. Well, yeah, sorry, to, sorry, not to interrupt too much, but yeah. I tried to get a list. I thought, oh, cool. There must be other stuff like this. There's and I not. tried to do the same thing and there's not. Like yeah. this is the unicorn song. <laughs> well, sort of. You, when you start going down the rabbit hole that I'm going to give you, which I know you will, you'll just oh, you'll, of course. You'll be lost. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the song is Aha. Take on me. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it fits in about the same time frame genre. Um, yep. It was a really pop synth, kind of on the rock version song. The video obviously is is iconic. Everybody knows this video. It's a video that's been around forever, and everybody's tried to emulate this video and, and do what they could with it. It was one of the earliest videos on MTV, right? Yep. It was like it was. one of the. It, it was. It's like in the annals of history yep. as one of the videos that made video yep. video stars yeah. awesome. And and. I picked that because um, if you think back to a little bit of our conversation, we talked about Weezer being an issue for me. Weezer actually did a cover of that recently. And um, the video is really kind of cool. They've, they've been known for their videos as well, kind of going you know, going full circle. But I, I don't like the version of the song. I'm going to kind of give a prerequisite to, to, what, I, you know, to what the next um, episode is. I didn't like their version of the song because it's just, it's stock. But there are a lot of copies out there, and we'll start another spreadsheet and kind of look at okay. them. But I, yeah, take on me is the next one rabbit hole we're going to go down. Um, All right. But but I think this is going to be a good series. I want to kind of keep this series up. It might not be something where I, it's the the next ten that we do is going to be that. But I certainly want to keep this series up because I think through this I'm also discovering, like you said, I'm I'm finding other bands out there that whether they're either big or small. Yeah. I'm I'm still kind of getting a different feel for music. And again, that's where this season two or whatever version two of this podcast is going where I want it to go is I also want to start looking at what other musics are out there that influence people and what, you know, how they hear things and how things come to them. And sometimes it is this, sometimes it is. I heard this cover that this band did. Honestly, for me, um, the band placebo did a cover of, um, Oh, and I'm going to blank on the song. Um, oh, no. Placebo did a cover of, it's a T-Rex song, I think. Um, God, oh, that's blank. one we could do. I know there's a lot of the T-Rex tunes out there covered. <laughs> uh, I got to look it up now. Placebo cover of, well, now it's not going to tell me. Um, two seconds and I'll get it to, uh, 20th century boy no i got it 20th century boy okay they do a cover of 20th century boy and that's how i actually got to like placebo as i went and listened to their stuff and i'm like wow this band's really good yes they do covers but they do other really good stuff too as well so i think through this i'm kind of learning also other bands that i can that i can talk to uh, and about as well so yeah, I'm trying to find a... Um... While you're doing that, I'm going to close out my side of it and let you close in where they can find you. And then I'll cool. close this out. So uh, again, if you want to help us out, we have a Patreon, Patreon forward slash Music Musing. Uh, if you want to reach out to us and talk to us about your ideas, what you think of other covers, or maybe we missed a cover or something, reach out to us at musicmusingfeedback at gmail.com. 
Uh, and again, we're found on most podcast platforms. Uh, if you want to share this out, please leave us a good review because it helps other people find this show. And Brent, where can people find you? You can find me on uh, then Twitter on uh, where yeah. else? Facebook. Um, I don't do Facebook anymore. Oh so my gosh. How about idiotic? Aren't you on something called idiotic or something? Like that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can't imagine people listening to this podcast is going to be interested in our learning and development corporate training careers, <laughs> but you know, just in case you can hit up the community, at, you know, or uh, the idiotic podcast. Yeah. Instructional designers in offices, drinking coffee. We do that every Wednesday. And uh, my co-host on that show uh, is a guitar player, and and he and I love to uh, talk shop around uh, music and whatnot. He's uh, more of a folk kind of guy with guitar, oh. but uh, you know it's all good. Uh, you can find me. Just look for B Schlenker. I'm an, I'm the only Brent Schlenker out there, except for <laughs> the guy that has the URL. Uh, he was a realtor up in uh, Montana. I'm still trying to get him to let it go because he's retired. <laughs> so I'm like, damn it, give me the URL. <laughs> well, thanks for being on, Brent. I appreciate it. And we'll catch up next time and talk about uh, another 80s pop song that's covered by rock music. Sounds good. <laughs> Have a good one, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thank you for choosing Music Music. We hope this story not only gave you a little insight to what music means to someone, but it may also change how music fits into your life. So be sure and drop us a line at musicmusingfeedback at gmail.com and let us know your music story.